You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for January 22nd, 2023, the third Sunday after the Epiphany. Today's sermon was given by seminarian Jonathan Maresca. It's based on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. Today we so beautifully heard in St. Paul's letter to the people of Corinth a familiar scene. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Christ. Listening to this scene play in my head over and over again as I prayed this past week, my mind drifted to summer barbecues at my parents' house. My mother, being one of six, meant that family gatherings were no low-key affair. They were filled with planning, preparation, a meticulous and inspected cleaning of all the water coolers, a frenzied spree to buy all the necessary ingredients, and miraculously, when everything was somehow in its right place, the family began to descend. When all the pleasantries and ketchups began to ease into free-flowing conversation, we would gravitate like moths to light to the patio outside to begin the warm, evening, humid dinner. Like those early Christians in Corinth, we would recline at the dinner table to wrestle with the latest controversies of the day and make it known where we belonged. Whether that was touting our favored political party's successes, entertaining the blame game for the latest ill-timed crisis for the poor president, or debating policy proposals only truly fit for maybe a Yale-trained economist. Most days, it would be good-natured, playful bickering between close family. Yet sometimes, almost invisibly, it would slowly morph into heated discussions, tinged with emotionality and personal stake, that seemed to almost strike at the heart of who we saw ourselves to be and the values through which we lived our lives. As we listen to the epistle being read today, I wonder if this early Christian community in Corinth does not offer us some wisdom for our modern-day state of discourse. I imagine in some ways, first century Corinth is not so different from our life here in the United States. Corinth was a newly built imperial port city connecting two halves of Greece 
and connecting the Latin West with the Greek-speaking East. The world funneled into its tightly packed market streets. The sun-kissed Mediterranean landscape framed a city of opportune social and economic status. The currency of this opportunity laid waiting for those who passed through its gates on the road to progress. Juxtaposed to this dream of societal promise and prosperity is a burgeoning community of Christian believers. Huddled together in a house church, I imagine they struggle to find identity in this world of status, striving, and stimulation. It might sound familiar. The question they asked seems to be a question that we have asked ever since and will probably will continue to ask. It is a universal and a perennial question. To whom do I belong? Is the question we hear reverberating in their back and forth. In the back and forth of those Corinthians, in the back and forth of those summer barbecues. To whom do I belong? Do I belong to Paul, the one who converted me to this faith? Or do I belong to Apollos, the convincing missionary from Alexandria? I hear, I can hear another rationally claiming that Cephas or Peter has the closest tie to Jesus. So I must belong to him. Finally, one stands up and says smugly in a self-righteous tone, Christ. Well, I belong to Christ. In a country of two different political parties, dozens of religions and hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of denominations, our modus operandi is to see our side as the right side the side that has the capital T, truth. The capital T seems to have only grown larger in modernity as we now are able to curate our content, our community, and our calendar, all to our personal liking. We are able to find the most niche pocket of our interest and allegiance and remain there in tunnel vision-like cacophony of groupthink. We either use difference as a boogeyman to embolden our own positions, or we fear difference because of the disruption it may bring to our tightly held idols of self-preservation and identity. It seems that paradoxically, the place of our earthly belonging a place in our group, in this us versus them mentality, becomes the place of our heavenly distance. Paul's words to the Corinthians point us to repentance, as Jesus spoke in our gospel today. Point us to turn away from the separation that divides and destroys, and towards the communion that gives life and life abundant. 
the communion that we see in those thin places in our lives where heaven and earth mysteriously seem to meet. The thin places that we hear in our Christian tradition where God meets humanity in Jesus, who goes before us always and shows us our true belonging. As the dove descended on Jesus and God called Jesus beloved, Jesus also calls us as our names are etched for all eternity as beloved children of God. In a world of tribal division, false dualism, and groupthink, to abide in that place of belonging becomes an act of spiritual defiance. This spiritual defiance for Paul is captured in the message of the cross. For our God is a God who died on a wooden cross, piercing through the veil of death and rising, carrying the weight of human sin and death from darkness and redeeming it once and for all people. We are called to defiantly follow that crucified God and follow like him in our humility. The message of the cross is both a sight of belonging and the vocation of the one who belongs. And by that I mean every one of us. For I see God beholding a wayward humanity with a gaze of loving compassion. I believe that Paul is trying to tell the people of Corinth and by the Holy Spirit is trying to tell each one of us that we no longer have to play the game. We no longer have to aspire, attain, or achieve for our worth or our dignity. For God looks at the incessant thought stream of striving and trying and says you already belong. No matter where you are, whether low or high, I am with you. And you are favored in my sight. For as the psalmist says today, he shall keep me safe in his shelter. He shall hide me in the secrecy of his dwelling and set me high upon a rock. It is the vocation, the calling, of every one of us to follow a defiant path that may seem foolish to those who do not know the Christian way of life. By the grace of the cross, we learn that it is the lowly way, illumined by love, that draws us into life. You see, humility is derived from the word hummus, which means soil or ground. Humility is the fertile soil in which we can receive God. Through a defiant humility, we can turn away from the grasping and striving that our world attempts to indoctrinate in us 
and turn towards an open-handed receptivity where there is enough room on the altar of our hearts to say yes to divine light. Here, the light of love may be received into the fertile soil of our hearts so that new life can take root and thrive. It is the same defiant humility that Simon Peter and Andrew in our gospel today, when they drop the power of their livelihood and belong themselves to Christ. It is that same defiant humility of James and John when they leave their home, their community, and belong to Christ. It is that same humility that we all know so well in those threshold moments of our life, moments that many of us may be here right now, whether it's retirement or the birth of a new child or the changing to a new place or a new job. I am sure the disciples, like all of us, experience a deep fear over the uncertainty of these threshold moments. Even more, a fear of their day-to-day survival. While our society rewards perfectly curated life, life plans of one to three to five year plans, the defiance of the disciples offer an example of another path. Instead of pushing through uncertainty with a rugged, pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps mastery, our Christian vocation calls us in moments of darkness to open our hands and say to God as the psalmist gives us words when we have none, Hearken to my voice, O Lord, when I call. Have mercy on me and answer me. You speak in my heart and say, seek my face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. This radical inverted wisdom of God goes against all the conventional wisdom that the world has taught us. It is not by our intellect, nor by our eloquence, nor by our status or style, No, the power of the Almighty One rests in the most lowly of places. It rests in the hard wood of the cross, and rests in the letting go of the very last thing that stands between us and the Holy One. No matter how hard we may clench our fists and hide that very last bit of resentment or shame or inadequacy, The vocation of those who belong to Christ is to to let go of it all for the sake of love. For without love, we are nothing. So, let us defiantly risk, as those disciples and as St. Paul risked so long ago, to humbly name the tender parts of our heart and fall and follow into the arms of the one in whom we belong. 
May it be so. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanon.org.